0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 50th episode of Concerned Dab's podcast. I'm your host, Katie M. Kane. With me tonight, ladies and gentlemen, our guest is On One. He is a rap artist slash writer from Spokane, Washington. He has a new album out just this month titled Good Afternoon, America. He is the man. He got bars. We're glad to have him in the building. On One, can you hear us? I can. What's up, fellas? Yeah, man. Good to have you on the show, bro. Well,
1: we've been talking about it long enough, right?
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. No doubt, bro. How you so, doing, uh, man? Um, how- Go ahead. Go ahead, bro. Feel-
1: how you feeling, Kane?
0: I'm I'm okay, I'm man. Up- I uh I've been cooped up in the crib for a few weeks, but you know, like at least I get some normalcy on Sunday Good. nights and I can do my podcast
1: amongst all the chaos they're like you social distancing man i was like oh that's what y'all call it i've been doing that shit forever
0: no shit I, I dude
1: i i mean i i go to work i got to interact with people and it's kind of nerve-wracking and then my, my pops is paranoid he called me talking about i got an empty throat i'm like man you got a fever keep that shit away from me man
0: <laughs> yeah i i don't know man i feel like the paranoia is just really being pumped by the media so i try not to share any of that shit, I try to share memes and shit, cracking jokes on folks. Cause I don't know, I'm like, fuck, I'll yeah. be fine, man. Like, I'll be cool.
1: That should get you been... in trouble too, man. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm well, like, I'm like in uh, amongst chaos. I like, I like to make jokes. I like to make jokes about traumatic experiences that happen to me. It's the only way to get through uh, the day instead of being, you know, uh, crying about it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, jokes. I agree. And. Things like that'll get you through it, and I, I I guess I went a little too far. My my partner's wife's a healthcare worker, and I was like, hey, I'm sorry, you know what I'm saying? And she's probably has the right to be scared. But
0: yeah, well, like my my lady's a healthcare worker too, and I don't know, it's it's like whatever. Like they're exposed to way more I mean, shit than that in a day at work, you know what I mean? So I just I don't know, I'm not afraid. But, that, that's yeah.
1: essentially what I do too. I I, I work with very very. Vulnerable adults, man, and I wish they would take care of themselves. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, I'm sure the threat is real, but you or me would probably be okay, even though you smoke a lot, and I, I probably, I smoke too many cigarettes. That they have underlying health conditions, and they're older, and that shit might kill them. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. And it seems like it's mostly older folks, too, that they're reporting deaths from and stuff. So, um. Well, they ain't
1: reporting it. That's the problem. And, and and this is where I tend to agree with you. The people that are being brainwashed by the TVs and stuff, they're like, I, I, I need real I need real facts and real stats. And you guys aren't giving them. They're like, a completely healthy adult, like the basketball players that got it, they're fine. And they're like, how old are they're...
0: these folks? They're like,
1: Italy's breaking, breaking down, breaking out, and all that shit, and I'm like, how old are the people there? Italy's a old
0: country. Yeah. yeah, there's fucking sixty million people live in that country, bro. You know what I mean? If eight thousand people out of six sixty million died, like, like, dude, that's I'm I'm pretty sure more people died in car crashes or something. There's there's like a bigger death toll due to something else in that country. Well, and, and I don't and even a know million, any homies over there.
1: A million people annually die in China, and more than that die in the U.S.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? So slice to that but It's it's just not pandemic shit to me, but I don't know. To but man, let's look, can can we, can we, still kill the motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You still have to test for that too. Yeah. But we, let's talk about something else, bro. Like well, fuck the news and all that shit. What like uh what's up with the album, man? You you released it in March, right?
1: Well, I released the CDs uh late last year because that's the kind of person i am i i, I like yeah. to sell physical and that's that's who i've always been but i have to uh <clears throat> reshape and rethink because uh physical copies out the trunk is almost like not a thing
0: yeah it's tough bro you gotta really have a merch table at a show just to even roll the dice at it
1: right i mean the die-hard people and there's people that are still collectors and you got and you got smart dudes that are uh they're pressing up like limited edition vinyl and selling out, and, and they're selling them for 20, 30 bucks. So they're getting their cake that way. And then obviously digital as well. So they'll, in, they'll uh, include a digital download card with the vinyl just for people that are collectors. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, dude. That new tool CD, bro, it came out the end of August. Like, bro, I paid like 45 bucks for that shit. But when you open it, there's a little lcd screen that plays a video it's like an eight minute video loop and then the cd tray like folds out it's got all this super dope artwork like it's insane bro there's sound and video when you open the disc but they also uh same thing they uh they have the physical disc i think you can only fit like like 80 minutes on on a on a cd and so they there's there's seven songs i think it's like 77 minutes and some change or something but the download, they they included a download card also, and there's like three bonus songs on that. So I think that, that uh, that's a cool incentive to offer digitally by selling the the physical copy. You know what I mean?
1: Right. That that album took a long time for me to digest. I had to listen to it in pieces, and then I listened to it again, and it, because the the length of the songs, too is one of them groups that are still doing out the box kind of shit like yeah in in the day and age where everyone's doing like, here's the here, the format now is hook verse hook verse hook the song's fucking over
0: yeah it is yep
1: there's there's no more three verse rap songs what happened to the three verse rap songs
0: yeah it's like it has to be a uh like a posse cut you know what i mean like it has to have more than two rappers on it for it to be more than two verses And even that, like it's that even even that's rare nowadays, bro. Like shit, (laughs) everyone is ADHD now. That's the problem. Yeah, dude. And I don't know, man. I I, like once we got a hold of the auto tune plugin, it was hard not to fucking do it on every song. You know, I was like, oh yeah, man, do this on every hook now. But it's like nowadays, it is literally every song. And I'm like, man, it's what do they say? The average consumer.
1: The average consumer decides if they like or dislike a song at about 15 seconds. And I feel like, man, you got to give it a minute to find out if at least 60 seconds to even hear what the fuck they're talking about.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's man, that's why I like Tool too, man. Cuz like there's lots of intro, crescendo, like there's that changes so many times and then the the time signatures and stuff too. It's <coughs> Like, I can't run it through my DJ equipment because the BPMs don't stay the same throughout the song. So it's like it won't ever say you can you can't loop that shit. You can't auto loop it or use the, the 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 sequencer with the rolling pads and shit on those songs because it, it needs like 4/4 four, four or 3/4 time to to compute and so it's like what the fuck is this 98713 shit, you know, like so I I like Man, stuff I, like that too.
1: I ate mushrooms and listened to that Tool album and it got a little too real.
0: Yeah, well, like, dude, yeah. I was like,
1: I it gotta, in... I got, I gotta turn, I gotta turn this shit off.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, like, dude, in uh, in January, me and my lady went to the show at uh Glendale at the Gila River Arena, and we we popped yeah. some acid, and dude, it was it was legit. But I I was bro, like everybody was standing up, and I couldn't stand up, bro. I was sitting in my fucking chair the whole time, just staring at the lights and listening. So it was uh it wasn't too much man, I took just enough, you know what I mean? Like it was a proper dose for sure. Proper dose. Um so with the so like back to the album, so you what what date did you release the CDs? Um was it like around like Christmas time or something like that?
1: Yeah, it was it, it might have been a little before that. Um I'm not quite sure on the exact date, but people were rushing me to get it out digitally and I was almost like maybe I should hold it so people are like uh have to get the CD but you know my my de- my demands <laughs> fuck my demands right i'm just i'm just a little guy
0: yeah i don't know dude it's tough i i just i dig expressing myself through art and i like supporting my friends who do the same shit you know what i mean as far as the business side of it it's really stripped down nowadays too on one you know what i mean to switch back to music convo it's like if you got a million streams on one of your songs it's it's like more or less 10 racks to pay out depending on if it's youtube or spotify like i think spotify pays like seven or eight racks for a million plays youtube plays like a little bit more i think title pays the most like twelve thousand for a million plays uh-huh. so it's like that's not a lot of money for that much well, demand for your music you know what i mean so like switching the tour and stuff like that but even that like that's I mean, it, it incurs expenses, too. You got to pay for a, a van or a driver, rooms. Like, you, you really got to uh, turn it up to make that money. And I, I feel like a lot of guys do it for a while, and then it's like, fuck, I'm not even making that much loot. And they just kind of either quit or sputter away from it. And I'm guilty of the same thing. You know what I mean? I've gone fucking six, seven years without putting out an album. But, I you know, I, I do it because I like to do it and because i feel like i'm good at it and i i feel the same about the homies that i work with you know what i mean so yeah well
1: being a fan of the art i like to have something tangible that i can physically hold in my hands because i mean i have a spotify account but those songs they they could go away yeah i don't i don't pay my bill that goes away but in my house i got i got thousands thousands of cd's i got i got hundreds and hundreds of uh artists homies like people i've met and then i mean it's mostly northwest shit but i mean i've been a lot of places so i got a lot of fucking albums and i like to get them signed if i see the people i like to get them signed and i like to keep the albums because i don't know the the spotify shit that's like air you can't you can't touch it
0: yeah it is and and like yeah i agree man that's why i bought the tool cd too bro and uh, man, I want to buy one of yours too, of the new album. I, I'm up here now. I was in Phoenix. But uh, I agree. Like, if one of the homies puts out a new album, it's it's worth spending 10 bucks on. You know what I mean?
1: Right. I don't know. What, what are you going to do with yours?
0: Uh, I'm not even. I was scrambling for an album in December, but I'm just going to drop singles now, bro. Like, if You're I. Like, good, are there, nah. Well, like, I might. Because Neilio. <laughs> Shout out to Neilio Dimer, Like, he he posted a CD special today where it was like 100 CDs with inserts and jewel cases for like 90 bucks plus shipping. And I'm like, I probably don't have to pay for shipping because I'm in the same town. I could probably go pick him up. Yeah, you just go pick him up. Yeah, he's
1: he's a good dude. And uh, I've got a lot of CDs pressed up from that dude because I I don't know. I'm still... If I do a show, I got to have all my shit on on deck because there's people that are like, I want to buy everything you have. And I'm like... Fuck! If I didn't have everything I had, then I ain't making no money that night.
0: Yeah, I I can feel that. I've had I didn't have copies of my first album for a long time, and when I like, finally got them, like people were like, man, I'll just buy this one, and I'm like, shit, I'll throw in a mixtape for free too. <laughs> but it's like, right. it's, Everybody just wanted that CD, so I'm like, fuck. All right, you know, like so that, for reals.
1: So that Street have- Pharmacist album, which which you are on quite frequently, is still probably. <clears throat> My best-selling album, which, which put my numbers—I mean, for album sales out here, I, I've surpassed. Uh, I don't want to say everybody in this town, but I will go to say that at least 98%. That uh, and, and mostly to that album because that album—it did like 10,000 physical albums, man.
0: Oh yeah, fuck it, that was a tight <laughs> album, bro. Like, there's people from my res too, like when i see them they'll show me that cd and i'm like how the fuck did you get this you know what i mean like i didn't sell you this <laughs> you know so it's it's cool that it it's creeping through and gets out there like that too
1: people still jam I that idea. shit people have been like hey can i get that old album and i'm like uh, I, I mean i guess
0: yeah I'm trying to sell I my new shit like
1: I, I feel like we all have more to so much more to offer now than back then but some people just want the old shit like they want my first album and that album's almost embarrassing
0: yeah i i feel the same way bro like once i started doing this rock and roll shit i knew i was gonna lose some fans but it's like people will message me and be like yo you still working on music and i'm just like yeah but it's rock and roll and everybody's like what the <laughs> fuck you know what i mean and it, it uh everybody wants that that drug dealer fucking with hoes katie kane from the early 2000s but it's like i'm writing different songs sometimes i'll talk about that same shit but it's like man i i, I have more cool shit please check it out you know what i mean and it, it is like they do just want to hear uh the album and so they say you know what i mean like like that's on my analytics bro those are the two that fucking crush it the most but did like, you gain man. fans yeah yeah hell yeah man you, like uh if you you gain new ones fuck it yeah and and that's that's how i try and look at it too is uh just placing it even under a different genre on cd baby will just uh attach it to different algorithms even though it's the same artist it's like not says rock and roll or this single says country so according to genre if that's what they're going off of and not just by artist name it should shuffle me into some other places to be heard and i think that if people are into the, you know, if people are into the rock or whatever and haven't heard my stuff, if they heard it for the first time, I think they would like it too. So I try to just stay positive about it. it, and, and I, I I can't go backwards. You know what I mean? I can still do features for homies, but it's like I'm 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 all the way in. I dove in, man. I'm in the fucking deep, man.
1: Right. I I wanted to do it. I was working on one matter of fact, like a like a rock blues. I mean, it would still be rapping. I'd still be rapping on it, but like like it'd be different and the feedback the feedback i got from the people i showed the music to they loved it but um i guess you know i went a different direction i was working with ty at the time doing it so and i was enjoying doing it because it was just it was different and i mean like a rap's a rap man yeah do something different like like that's why I like fucking Andre from Outcast so much. That dude doesn't. That dude's one of the best rappers I've ever heard, in my opinion. And he don't even have to fucking rap.
0: Yeah, yeah. I like uh,
1: the dude. The dude can act. The dude can sing.
0: Yeah, man. I uh I like his stuff a lot too. And and people said the same thing about about him too. And he, you know, like what the fuck is he doing? And I don't feel like my stuff is to that extreme. You know what I mean? Because it, it, you know, but it uh it still is different it's not it's not the same maybe
1: it should be go fucking go fucking nuts do everything you wanted to do
0: yeah man like that's what i'm trying like that's why uh, like homies I've, i've probably said this to you before like homies who make beats i'm like dude give me the weird shit that nobody else wanted you know what i mean like the the obscure weird stuff that that everybody else didn't pick i want to hear those ones and the shit that you you were scared to put up on the fucking website you know what i mean like i want to hear those and i don't know like i i dig uh having unique stuff but my request most of the time nowadays too is can i get some guitar man can you get a session player in there can you send me some riffs or something like that there's
1: this dude i've been working with for a a while he's a singer but he plays he he's multi-instrument playing ass dude and um his name's mark shirts and he sent me some shit man and 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 definitely he's in seattle so basically they got to fucking stay in so that dude's been creating some fucking heat
0: that's tight man mark shirts i I have to check him out
1: i have i have to send
0: you some shit when we get done with done on here yeah man i'm down i'm always down here some new some new music man um what about the uh the production on this album since i didn't have a uh physical copy I, I couldn't see the credits here on spotify man like what kind of producers did you have on this one was it was it mostly local folks is there anybody in specific that you could name drop uh, uh
1: king iso i don't know if you heard of him he's uh he is currently on strange music uh and he just dropped an album called world war me um he's really really dope uh c ray did production i did yeah, production, his raps
0: his raps are legit. That C Ray guy, man. Um, got, I was impressed. He he got bars. My buddy
1: Todd played guitar on
0: it. Uh,
1: Ty, Ty did some beats. Tyrant did some beats. Um, and then um, Issei Uno did some tracks. He's a, I don't know old school San Diego dude that was like in the around in the early days of like Jail Felony and Mitchy Slick and all that shit. And then that's uh, cool. Yeah that's
0: pretty much the bulk of the production production tight um so the release date says march 6th for the digital copy have you noticed uh any sort of upswing in uh streams or anything since everybody's been made to stay home
1: uh you know what i looked i'm gonna look again so i can give you the exact numbers but it was actually pretty cool to look at which isn't a whole hell of a lot but it's something when i look at like spotify that might Monthly listeners went from like a to thirty four hundred and sixty six. So I'm looking Hell at yeah. that. And then Hurricane the Hurricane song with AWAX and probably maybe due to him going to jail, uh that song jumped to five uh, Number one and then the song I don't I D G A F with uh C at twenty thousand. I mean
0: Hell yeah. That one's a banger, bro. That one and then that uh no reason yeah yeah that one's a good one. The hurricane
1: song uh, of whack is is, is close close to a hundred thousand total I think it's on YouTube and I've checked multiple multiple things I think I think it's close close to a hundred thousand that'd be cool to to get you know what I mean?
0: Yeah fuck yeah dude.
1: I don't know what the fuck that means probably nothing but.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it might mean the difference between someone looking you up to book you at their bar and saying yes or saying no, bro. You know what I mean? I mean,
1: so, I mean the homie C-Ray got a million plays on some songs on Spotify. And I'm like, Dude, Damn, look,
0: that's crazy. Did he get they're, paid they're, out for that? Like, can he confirm the, the payout estimates that I've read online?
1: I'm not sure because it's songs with other artists. Twi- Twisted Insane, uh... Twisted Insane's on most of the songs, but his number one song that probably just came out has 27,000 views or 27,000 plays. I'm looking at his number two, it's at 134,000. Uh, on YouTube, there's a song called Pick Your Poison. It's C Ray and Twisted Insane. It's, it's got over a million views. I don't know what the exact number is, but I could probably look real quick. Uh, Word. Can you hear that?
0: Uh, yeah, is like that- the clicking or whatever. Yeah, it's clicking a little yeah. bit.
1: Twisted Insane Pick Your Poison featuring Charlie Ray, because that's what he went by, uh that dude's changed his name so many times. Uh seven years ago. Two point six two point six million views.
0: God damn, that's crazy.
1: And then he's on another track, C Mob, Twisted Insane, C Ray uh Dead Wrong official video, one point five million views. So he's he's not he's not chopped liver. <laughs>
0: Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Like I, uh, I was impressed with his bars on the album. That hybrid song too. Think, that was a good one.
1: I just the homies that got a million views made a million fucking dollars.
0: Yeah, I wish too.
1: Like, <laughs> I mean, if you if you sold a million fucking albums, you should be a millionaire at least,
0: right? Yeah, or even just a million. Like, if it's just one song, if you sold those downloads, you know, for a dollar a piece, yeah.
1: You know. <laughs> That's why the music music industry is so fucking weird now i've went and looked at analytics on like cd baby that's who distributes my stuff and they're like 63 cents and i go look and what and see what it is and it's like 37 spins of this and 50 spins of this and i'm like i'm being fucking jerked right now man
0: yeah dude it, it really is like i uh i don't know bro like the, it's it's difficult i don't, I don't understand how to, it's like you 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 do have to sell a tangible good it's like you gotta be a yeah. an advertiser almost. You have to have something else that you're selling besides your music that people want to buy. I,
1: that's why I want to do physical albums. I sell all ones, physical albums, albums, uh, and pit bulls.
0: <laughs> Word, hell yeah, yeah, I, dude. I, let's I sell talk about that. How, how did you get into that, man? How did you get into uh, breeding pit bulls? Uh, so my dad
1: back in the day bred Rottweilers. Oh, okay. He had, he had, um, like, uh, attack train, them, them rots would, were with the shit. Um, like if he, he, he had certain attack words and if he said that word, you, you, you were toast. Damn. So that, so my love for, I, I have more of a love for uh, what people would deem aggressive dogs, uh, which is completely bullshit if you ask me, but so, you know, Rottweilers, German Shepherds, uh, bully breeds. Dobermans, any of the dogs that people would deem to be mean, aggressive dogs, or the dogs I like, even though I've been yeah. bit by more Chihuahuas in my life than anything else.
0: No doubt, my man. My sister's dog has bit me literally like eight times. Every single a time lap dog over there. <laughs> yeah, I I love him because I think he got abused. Right, he has an eye missing, so just a little mean fucker, and I like him. But it is he fucking bites me every time. Every time I walk in the no, door, will mean, bite me on the shoe.
1: About about 2002 or so, probably around maybe a little before I met you, but not much more, um, I was working at the Spokane Humane Society, and I got caught with wanting to take every dog that came in their home. You'd have yeah. these Mastiffs come. Here. And I was like, I want to take that Mastiff home. I want to take this Mastiff home. And I, and I met this dude. He was on work release, and he had been uh, – Breeding pit bulls since he was like 11 years old, and he's quite a bit older than me. And he, uh, he gave me my, not my first pit bull, but he like the first one I owned as a, an adult because I had pit bulls in my household growing up. But uh, the first dog he gave me as an adult growing up, and then I did my first breeding, and um, I kind of took a hiatus, then I kind of got back into it, and then I got into weight pulling with him, cause. Now these pits are getting fucking huge. Like when when I first started with them they were the little scrappy, muscly, you know, 60-pound dogs and now some dudes are having these 200-pound fuckers.
0: Damn. Yeah, it's a big dog. Yeah. So I, I mean and, and 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 it's a legit hustle too, right? Like folks be buying them puppies up when you have a litter ready to go and shit like that. Absolutely, but there, there's some people that <clears throat> try to hustle you honestly,
1: like I mean <clears throat> like I know what I have. Yeah. And and out and out here in like Spokane, people are like, Oh yeah, cool, can I get that can I get that dog for like two, three hundred dollars? And I'm like, You can go fuck yourself, you know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> if that's the
1: case if that's the case, I'll give it to a family member yeah. and then I'll be like, let me get breeding rights on that dog. If you have a pup, I, I, I want like a pup back so I can make some money and someone else in my family or someone that I'm close to will have a companion that will watch after their house. So it's kind of a win-win with me. Yeah. Hell like yeah. if you were like, Hey, Hey, I'm one, I, I'm going to want this dog. I'd be like, well, I, I'm going to hook you up with this dog for the dirt. But if you ever have a litter, I want a puppy off of it. And most people are like, yeah, yeah, let's fucking do it.
0: Yeah, man. Hell I, yeah. I mean,
1: there's some people that are like, let me get a UKC registered dog. Let 500 is the highest i can go and i was like man you can take that shit somewhere else so so a lot of a, a lot of people in the south know the value of what they got and and they're the ones that are spending the money on the dogs like people in the northwest they're that they're not spending the money they, they they
0: should yeah that's cool um so uh do you like do folks from down there like order them from you like do you have to uh like take it down there like drive them down there and shit like that or is it uh like have you have you ever bred with a dog from down there or something like that
1: i haven't yet i work with a pet shipper that will pick them up okay (laughs) um but breeding with people a lot of people do ais which i'm not really comfortable with because essentially um you have to jerk your dog off and ship them semen and I'm like dude I'm not jacking my dog off
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying uh, I was
0: like yeah.
1: I I I know breeders it's like oh it's nothing to it it's nothing to it just you know grab that thing and I'm like I'm not I'm not grabbing my dog's dick man uh, <laughs> but you, you can take them to the vet and they can do it for you which is cool so if someone wants to pay for some semen I'll send it to them but I'm not I'm not touching my I'm not jerking my dog off
0: that's a trip, dude. How much That's do they a... pay for the semen? How Like, is is that like l- less to than a dog? Like, it's a cheaper option or something?
1: I mean, well, they don't have to come physically. It's not really a cheaper option. It's just convenient. But I mean, dude, uh. uh, me, I, I'm like I said, I'm a little guy. I mean, like, I mean, a thousand to two thousand dollars. But there's some dudes that are doing AIs, and they're like that. There's a dog named the Hulk. I don't know if you've seen him, but um. His pups are going for fifty stacks, man, fifty
0: k. Fuck, that's crazy. Fifty fucking Damn. k. Damn, that's a lot of loot. That's more than the goddamn tiger from fucking Exotic Joe, Joe Exotic. Oh you know man, what I, mean?
1: I just got done. I just got done watching that. That shit was a trip.
0: Yeah, that was a wild ass show, man. It, it made me think about Damn. you and, and other homies that breed dogs, though, too, because I'm like, fuck, that's a lot of. Loot, I wish man. I
1: had. I. I wish I had $2,000 because I was like, I can get a tiger for two fucking Gs because if I'm the type of motherfucker would have a tiger in this bitch, I'm not even going to play. <laughs>
0: no doubt. No doubt. I've, man, I I was telling my lady this story the other day after we watched that show. I uh, My old CDJs that I had, like I sold them on Craigslist when I was in Portland and this lady bought them and... I just met her at Fred Meyer, plugged everything in, everything turned on, so she grabbed them, and then she called me like a week or two later and said that they weren't working. So I was like, what? And she's like, I Googled it, and it says something about a, an update. So I'm like, man, bullshit, they're CDJs. They should just fucking play CDs. But I guess for uh like Serato and any, any kind of controllers, I guess there was some sort of update, and those things didn't connect to any wireless, so I had to like download the driver, burn it onto a CD, go over to her house and load the CD in each CDJ and go through this button sequence to update it. It was was a bitch. But that lady at her house, bro, she had some kind of cat. Like, I was just zoned in trying to fix the thing. And this cat jumped from out of nowhere, bro. It jumped hella far. And I was like, holy shit. And it had, like, a really long tail. And it had, like, cheetah spots on it. And it was small. And I don't think it was a cheetah. She said it was some, some kind of other exotic cat. But that's she said she was doing too, is breeding them. But, dude, it looked like a fucking wild animal. You know what I mean? Like it, and it could literally jump ten feet, bro. And it was tiny. It was like small, like a regular cat. Dude, I was like, whoa. Yeah. It was weird. I don't even
1: really, I don't even like. I don't really like cats, but, uh, them wild ones. Fuck yeah, dude. I, I I saw I saw you know bobcats and cougars growing up. And you look at a bobcat and you're like. Oh, this little motherfucker ain't gonna do shit. That, that thing will fuck you up.
0: Yeah. Hell like yeah. The bobcat will
1: fuck you up. Even like the tiger dude. Like, I would want one, but if it wanted to fuck you, ain't shit you can do about it.
0: Yeah, dude, like, that like, one like, where uh where it was attacking his shoes or whatever. Like, yeah. fuck. That was that was pretty scary looking.
1: Like even with the dogs. I, I, I seen a two hundred pound pit bull and I was looking at him and I was like, I looked at dude, I said I'm going to tell you, I'm a little bit nervous right now. He said, why? And I was like, dude, he's probably one of the nicest dogs i ever seen in my life. But if he decided that he wanted a problem, what the fuck am I going to do aside from shooting him in the face with a 50 caliber, which I didn't have on me? I had a 9mm. It probably wouldn't have killed him.
0: Yeah, pretty thick skull. But, uh...
1: Thick skull? <laughs> I mean, it'll kill, kill him eventually, but not before he gets a, a, a nice chunk of what he wants. Cause I mean, I mean I'm not the biggest dude. I'm like 180, but a, a 200 pound dog, pure muscle. Like I know people yeah. that are like, oh, I just wrestle, I, I just wrestle that dog down. I was like, no, the fuck you wouldn't.
0: Yeah, dude. Because yeah. my dog,
1: that that big black boy I have, Oso, oh, he's he's 170, 180, and he can pull a fucking Lincoln Continental. Damn. I can't strap That's a Lincoln crazy. Continental to my back and pull that motherfucker. I can push it down the street, but let's be real here
0: yeah yeah that's hardcore man four legs too like uh i lived with this dude i i I managed this spot called the farm shop in portland for a few months and i was split with my chick at the time so i was staying at his crib in the uh guest room and he had one it was a brazilian mastiff and her name was like Drusilla or something and dude like it was fucking huge i don't know it was more than 100 pounds but she was mean as shit, dude. You know what I mean? Like, uh, she was super mean until you'd open the door and she'd see it was you. She was going ape shit. And there was times at night where she couldn't see it was me, and it was weird, bro. Because he said they were, uh, they were bred to catch runaway slaves down there in South America, and oh no. It's- and and when it would, dude, it, when it would grab, it would grab me with its mouth by the wrist, bro, and try and drag me down to the ground. I was like, whoa, like you know what I mean? It was like, Drusilla, it's me. Calm down, calm down. She let go, I'm like, holy fuck, dude, that was kind of scary. Cause I could, you know what I mean? A big ass fucking dog, man, It drag you down, and start tearing you up.
1: I'm looking them up right now. They said they said that the the average weight for the males is 180 pounds.
0: Yeah, that's was, average. I'm wondering,
1: I'm, wondering what the, I'm wondering what the biggest. It says the females' average weight is uh, 160. Holy shit! Yeah, mm. imagine imagine like one of those one of the freak freakish ones that's that's overly sized. I bet there's 200 plus pound Brazilian mastiffs. Like, what the fuck are you gonna do about what What are you gonna do about it?
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Seriously, if you don't have a gun, it's you're gonna have a bad time, man. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and they got all that loose skin and shit. Holy yeah. shit, yeah, I'm looking at one. Oh, my God, yeah.
0: Yeah. I um. I remember when I was
1: about, shit, 16 or so, and I was fucking maybe 150, and I'm walking two
0: <laughs> two
1: motherfucking 160-plus-pound English Mastiffs, and I'm just leaning back all the way walking with them (laughs)
0: because apparently
1: they never had no no leash etiquette and i'm like yeah the fuck y'all got me doing man
0: yeah (laughs) um so i I wanted to also ask you uh just just because the podcast is is ganj related man like um what's the cannabis culture like in spokane man i've only been here for a little bit but you've been here for a while and you got to see everything go legal, and you know, like, what's what's your your take on it? How do you feel about it? Like, can you talk about that for a second? Cannabis in your city, dude, it's big. It's always been big. Okay, uh, is is there a, a favorite dispensary that you like to go to, or anything?
1: Ah, uh, shit, man. The the place I usually go is Smoke and on uh, Sprague. You know where that's
0: at? Yeah, I went there with my lady like the first week I was here, man.
1: Usually because. I, I'm really, I'm a firm believer in the CBD shit. Yeah. But, but, uh, and they usually have what I want because there's some people in it, like dispensaries out here that are like, yeah, it's 90% THC, it has nothing else and it, it'll really fuck you up. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not looking for that specifically, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm looking for something, uh, something in the middle. The stuff I have right now is called, uh, Jedi Kush. I don't know if you heard of it.
0: Nice. Nah, I think it's like a Skywalker OG. Maybe it's a take on that, cross from that or something.
1: It's probably something like that, but they, they, they cut it, and it's it's got a high, high CBD content, and it, it's weird because it's a high CBD content, but it's indica-dominant, and usually with the CBD strains, it's usually kind of more or less a blend, at least from my understanding.
0: Yeah, that's tight, dude. So is it like, is the, is the test result, is it like a one-to-one ratio or something, THC to CBD?
1: I, I think, yeah, I think it's 50-50. That's dope. Cool shit, One-to-one. One that's,
0: that's what I recommend to folks who get like paranoid from weed and shit like that, too. I'm like, try some of that one-to-one CBD to THC shit, man. It'll
1: well, matter dude, it's you a, out.
0: It's,
1: it's a trip right now. We had that conversation, and Like, like, <laughs> weed shops out here are essential. Essential yep. to the economy, and I have partners that serve ten years for selling selling weed or conspiracy to sell weed, and them yeah, just probably just them dudes is probably like, man, you better take that shit off my record right fucking now.
0: Yeah, dude, it is like it, it is a shame. We had uh, man, what was his name? Jess was uh, was it, his name was uh, Rick Mazanski. Was it Rick Mazanski? Yeah, he he did like twenty three years. And ate the weed because he wouldn't tell. Jess Mizansky. Jeff Mizanski, Jeff Mizanski, that's who it was. J E F F. Fuck,
1: state is he years. From?
0: I think it was Missouri, somewhere in the Midwest, like that.
1: Did he have but strikes he, before?
0: Yeah, I think he had uh no no violent shit. I think it was just possession of weed shit. And it's like they he said they they raided a spot where he was chilling, and I think he just introduced the homie to a homie, and he was just sitting there. Smoking. He had like an eighth of weed in his pocket, and they wanted him to tell on the two homies he introduced. And he was just like, "Nah." Like twenty-three years, guy. Or I think he got like thirty. He got thirty, but sat twenty-three. I think. So I'm like, "Holy (coughs) shit, dude! That's a fucking."
1: There's a song on my album where I mentioned my guy who 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 literally served. Out of all of it, the the brownstone and home monitoring and prison time, ten years. Conspiracy, no possession, nothing. They 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 seized his vehicles, they seized his home, they seized his accounts. They took everything from this dude for conspiracy to sell weed. Like, and I'm like, they didn't catch you with no weed, none. They didn't catch you with any money that they didn't catch you with any money that they thought came from weed. Not, they don't. They don't have to. They can just assume at that point.
0: Yeah, man, that shit sucks, dude. Like that's uh, it is because it is legal now. Like uh, they need to let all those people out of jail and then remove the the f's from their records for those charges. You know what I mean?
1: Yep. He lost everything and had to start over. He, he's he's doing. He he's actually doing pretty goddamn well right now, given the circumstances. But it, I don't know. You feel for like Jesus Christ, man. I don't want to get too in depth, but I'm like, you have you had a dude that was a pedophile that got released on his own recognizance and another partner yeah. of mine who was denied, denied bail for weed.
0: Yep, Yeah. yeah and that tells That's you everything crazy. you
1: need to know about everything.
0: Yeah, man. Serious. It is like, uh, it's not just the system at least. So,
1: so have you, have you, how many of these places have you visited out here?
0: I think three. Yeah. I mean, there's I some,
1: to... I, I, go ahead.
0: No, I went to Satori South and Can and uh, cannabis and glass. Yeah, I, I
1: know some pot snobs that will not fuck with certain growers.
0: Like, yeah, I've, I've
1: i've asked I've asked certain questions about certain things. They're like, "Don't fuck with that," and I'm like, "Why not?" They're like, "That's like the McDonald's of weed growers."
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm still. Still shopping around, dude. I don't know any of these guys personally like I did in Oregon. So it's like, it's uh, basically on referral basis too. If I meet any homies like that, if they're like, yo, fuck with this farm right here, then I'll yeah, definitely take you to the advice.
1: I'm not going to bash nobody, but I will say a person that I recommend is a dude named uh, Daddy Fat Sacks.
0: Oh, really? Is Big Boy from Outkast?
1: Nah, it's, I I don't believe so. It, it's the, so the logo is like I, the dude, Daddy Fat Sacks, has a fucking big beard and the beard is made out of fucking weed. Um, but
0: that's he, tight. He
1: uh he did the Charlotte's Web. He it, it, there's a lot of options.
0: Yeah, that's tight. Um,
1: but don't but don't take that from me because I'm not a pot snob.
0: Yeah, all good, man. I'm usually just a budget shopper too, especially in these days and times. I'm not uh. I can't be, uh, <laughs> Mitchell says, daddy fat sex, B-I-G-B-O-I, the motherfucker who took them knuckles to your eye.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, does it do what the fuck it says it does? That's, that's basically yeah. my thing. I know a lot of people, they're like, oh, all all organic this that and the other thing are they flushing their shit and i think that you you, you need to flush if you put in some shit in your weeds, you need to flush that shit if they're if the, if they're not doing that then they can eat a, eat a dick
0: yeah no doubt man like that's uh there's a plethora of products on the shelf so definitely will uh try to take recommendations from some homies because usually that's the thing i notice too is the butt tenders aren't really that good of a salesman you know
1: no, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. I I walked in there before and I was like, yo, I got anxiety shit going on and I and, and and I get these aches. I get these aches when the barometric pressure changes. Uh so like and if it goes from like really sunny to really cloudy, my fucking joints ache. Um Yeah. So I need something like that and something that's not gonna have me panicking, looking out the fucking window and grabbing fucking guns and thinking people are after me and they're like, Oh, I don't know. I just know I'll get you really stoned and I'm like, You're 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 not helpful at all
0: yeah dude like i, I, like honestly, I want
1: someone to
0: tried it yeah this this strengthens my theory now too dude that uh in this state you could still grow if you have a medical card but most people don't because it's wrecked but i feel like states that allow people to cultivate um there's more product knowledge with the staff behind the counter because <laughs> you know at least i feel like half the time half of those guys have uh a couple of plants at home that they're working on you know what i mean and and just even that little bit of experience in gardening really helps out with understanding how to sell the products that you have and and sell them according to yeah well Well, yeah i've been i've been applying some somebody will probably pick me up but it's uh it is it's important man like i took my job really seriously because I wanted people to come back, you know. I didn't want people to freak out and get paranoid, look out the window and grab guns. It was like, man, I, I want you to have a good time, and I want you to yeah. come back, you know.
1: There's only, so, there's only a couple of people opinions I trust when it comes to weed. Like, if the it, it, as soon as they say it, just I all I know is it gets you really high. Your opinions out the fucking window.
0: Yeah, like that's it, just not just gets, that's it, not the thing. It
1: just gets me really. It gets me really stoned. I mean, good to fucking know, but. What else does it do? Because there's there's lots of different scenes for different ailments that do different things. I want to know that
0: shit. Well, dude, like that's, there's just, once I started working in the industry and becoming educated, just shit made sense from my youth so much more. Like uh, the difference between indica and sativa, there was times in my youth where I'd get a batch of weed and it would smell really fucking weird and different. And i like, oh, this is fire but it seemed like I would need to smoke more of it. Even though it smells different and it's fucking fire, it seemed like I would have to smoke more of it than the batch before just to get to that same feeling. And when I moved to Portland, yeah. it, it was kind of the, it was the same way, man. There was a guy that I would grab this Sinex from, and I love the fucking smell and taste of Synex, dude, but it's a sativa-dominant strain. And I figured it's out that I'm more of an Indica... It's more more daytime, more uppity, right? And I'm looking for that relax and chill indica vibe. And so when I would grab when i grab weed from that guy, I would smoke the shit out of it, dude. And it 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 just seemed like I needed to smoke two instead of just smoke one. And and I I feel like that's why is is because it was sativa, not indica, and I was looking for that relax and chill, and it was giving me that. Nah, man, get up and do some shit.
1: Yeah, I think I'm an indica guy, man. What what are your what are your uh what are your top strains?
0: Um shit, dude. I still Obama Kush is still one of my favorites. It's it's difficult to find that any anywhere nowadays, just that flavor profile. It seems like Mr. Nice is the same strain under a different name. So if you ever see that one, that's a good one too. And then uh I these guys that were on the show, shout out to Ryan Lutz from Pollen Nation uh pollination elite genetics they had this string called pinky's advice bro that I ran when I was out in Sherwood. It was fucking fire dude like all, all of their stuff all of their stuff in their arsenal bro is, is legit. I want to see more gardens running their genetics just because it's all super gassy, super uh skunk. They got like some some orange flavored stuff and it's I don't know man. That Pinky's advice is still one of my top And then that same season, I did this indica, it was called Dark Star, and it was from TH Seeds. I've heard of that. Yeah, and that, it was legit, bro. It was heavy, heavy indica. Like, you know, like, after work, I'm going to smoke this and go to sleep.
1: Well, I I tell you, I have different theories on things, because I I don't know if you'll be, be able to tell me what's what, but... Someone's like, oh, you don't want that because that's sativa, but it's all different with me because I am really fond of permafrost, which I think is a sativa dominant, if I'm correct, right?
0: Yeah, it could be. So
1: permafrost, I've smoked OG Kush and I had no adverse adverse effects, and people said, oh, you want to avoid that because that's really, really heavy, and I like that. I really like the Charlotte's Web, uh, that Jedi Kush that I have, I really liked. Um, Oh, God, what was it called? Cherry something. I like that. I like Sour Tsunami a lot. Um,
0: yeah. And then they
1: got a b- bunch of variations of Sour Tsunami, like Evergreen Tsunami if you're in Washington State, obviously. People always want to change the names, but it, it all affected me different.
0: Yeah. And, and dude, uh, the one thing I can say about that is it's the terpene profile, the smell and the taste. Uh, like the THC content, everybody shops off of that number, but that's not what gives you the different effects. The different effects for each thing is – uh it's the terpenes man so maybe that that permafrost is just you know like maybe that just agrees with your personal chemistry better than anything else i've heard rec shop say
1: say the same thing you said that people come in said i want the highest thc content but if they're good bud tenders they know they're like this thc content is better weed than this but they're like no i just want this shit because just because the numbers right he's like i'm telling you this is better I'm telling you, this is better weed. It's twenty percent THC or whatever, but it's better.
0: And Yeah, people listen. yeah. The uh, SFV OG Kush, like that's a fire ash strain that usually wherever you find it, it's legit and it usually tests pretty low, less than twenty percent. But I, I still buy it because I like that shit. You know what I mean? Uh, and sometimes see, I don't need if the no. Go ahead.
1: I don't. I don't need. No, I don't need nothing that's gonna blow my head off. Like I don't know. I. I have a, I have a home girl I work with And she's like Well I smoked weed You know She smokes weed regularly It's normal And then she said She did dabs And she thought She was gonna fucking die And I was like Man I have homeboys That fucking smoke 20 goddamn blunts a day But If you pull out them dabs Them dudes are Fucking nervous wrecks They're
0: fucked up Yeah Yeah I'm, I'm that dude Like I I Stick to flour If I really need to go to sleep Then I'll do two dabs well otherwise it is man, that's too much. I'd be getting too high, you know, and it's like i I like to maintain you know an altitude of like five thousand feet, you know, thirty thousand is a little bit too high for me i'm i'm not I'm not with that, but right, know, said, to each their own
1: said, you never die from doing too much weed, you just wish you were dead. I've been there before, mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm fucking dying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, man. Hot dabs. The first time I started doing dabs, just fucking fire up that fucking metal, hotter than shit, and then drop that dab on there and cough for 15 minutes afterwards. Uh,
1: I just gotta gotta lay down.
0: Yeah, man. It is. It's like your heart's beating all fast. Your fucking face is all sweaty and shit. You can't stop coughing. feel like you're gonna throw up because you're hacking up a lung.
1: My my partner was like, "Hey, you want the first time I seen Gorilla Glue? Gorilla, maybe it's Gorilla Glue number four or something. Now I don't know. Are you hip
0: to yeah. shit? Yeah, yeah. That was the uh, that was the sh- yeah. Gorilla PG Glue four. number
1: four, and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, uh, what does it do to you? And he's like, Man, you'll be glued to the couch. And I'm like, Dog, <laughs> your advertise your advertising's all bad because cause, cause I got to go home tonight. Unless you're uh, you know offering up a spot on this couch, and I ain't gonna move. Um then then don't
0: offer me none of that shit yeah no doubt like that's uh <laughs> when i worked in seattle at the uh, the northwest cannabis market and towards the end of you know the the run they they closed down eventually they they started having like competitions on 420 so it'd yeah. be like who could do a, the a gram dab and knock off or you know what i mean like there was all these competitions and this dude was getting dared by his homies to do like a, a three gram dab. It was like a long ass noodle and they were holding it up in the air. And everybody's like, Chan, for like, do the dab, do the dab. And it's like, man. And the guy stands up on a chair and he goes, you guys, I can't do that. I have to drive all of this stuff home after work and that would be irresponsible of me. I can't be an irresponsible employee. Everybody, I like, there was three of us in the back corner of the room clapping like, hell yeah, kid, you know, like, good, good job. Way to, way to stay sane and not cave to that peer pressure, you know? <clears throat> Shit, man, my, my, uh, my son got kicked out of
1: school for smoking weed on school grounds.
0: Oh, uh, bummer, like, man.
1: I said, dude, what the fuck is wrong with you? So so we went we went to the same high school and I was like, man, I, I couldn't be too mad at him because I used to smoke weed at the same goddamn school. But I was like, man, I never been so stupid to smoke weed on school grounds. We like left. Yeah. He,
0: was, yeah. he was out
1: there smoking weed in the parking lot. So so you remember parents back in the day where they're like, oh, you want to smoke cigarettes, I'll make you smoke the whole pack, right? Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna bring you over to your uncle's house <clears throat> and I'm gonna make you smoke blunt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this little motherfucker gets on Snapchat bragging, talking about mother. So you're gonna take me to my uncle's house to make me smoke weed? Like that's some sort of punishment? I saw it. I'm like, little motherfucker.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how, how old is he, man? Is he a teenager? Sixteen. Oh yeah, fuck, dude. Yeah. Like I couldn't yeah, be. You... Too, I, I couldn't be too. I couldn't be too
1: mad. He wasn't doing lines in the balcony He was smoking weed.
0: Yeah good good parenting dude you you seem like an okay father my dad I would mean have but at fucking some, but at man. some
1: point I was, <laughs> oh yeah my dad my dad would have fucked me up that's that's just, that's yeah. where I, you know what I'm saying i try to uh i try to change the culture like yeah, my man. dad didn't want you know my dad didn't want loud rap music and all that shit man i don't really like the music my son listens to either he listens to some corny shit but i'm like man i got to <laughs> you got to let them you got to let them be them man
0: yeah no doubt good
1: good and then you have you bro well then you have proud moments when they're like yo what you like you're playing some of your music in the car and they're like yo dad what is this and they write it down on paper and put it on their playlist and you're like okay
0: (sighs) okay hell yeah yeah
1: hell yeah but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I couldn't be too mad. I couldn't be too mad. He ain't do nothing foul. He was just smoking weed. So, I mean, I, I wasn't super happy about it, but I couldn't condemn him for it because w- what the fuck was I doing at sixteen? A lot worse shit than that.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Good call, man. Is, and it, did he just transfer, or there's no school anyway right now, right? Well, he's homeschooled now by by choice. That's what he wanted. That's good.
1: And he and he has cool. better grades now they my daughter and son are both school and they both have better grades now so i i mean what's the what's the failing system the public schools or or what because their grades are up they're going to graduate on time um so maybe the public schools are jaded
0: yeah i agree dude i i agree with that totally like a, a bunch of it is just organizing lining up like, get here get there
1: Well, hey, and you and I both agree, because you went to school, you went to college, I went to college, and I feel like it was a mistake. Yep. Yeah. Some people like, oh, get your, get your, get your education. Did your, did your mom and pops preach that? Get your education, shit.
0: Yeah, my whole life, dude. Like that's how I'm. Just a guy came in and replaced our water heater on like Tuesday last week, and they bill for like 120 bucks an hour. You know what I mean, yeah, you had, mean, a, had apprentice for like three years to get to that point, but fuck after that, even if you don't own the company and the guy's billing for one twenty, he can still pay you like forty or better, you know what I mean, and that's that's just a way better deal financially than college was for me anyway, you know, so i just I agree dude like I, I uh i I wanna sell my degree on my website as merch. Like I want to post it. There's you can only buy one of them, but it's my degree in a frame, and I'm gonna sell it for fifty thousand bucks. So like, if, you know, if, if if like there's a label or something that wants to get serious, it's like, man, buy my college degree from me. I'll come fuck with you guys. Right,
1: man. I, I listened. <laughs> you know? I listened, and I got myself in debt. And the shit I went to school for is not what I do.
0: Yeah, same, same, brother. Preaching to the choir, bro. It, it doesn't. Th- that public relations degree doesn't earn me an extra dollar per hour. My hustle does. And like when, when right. I'm around my mom, my mom hates hearing it, but I'll always mention it. I'm like, I should have just kept selling weed and DJing, you know, like I I've, I wouldn't have been in debt and I, I would have still found my way to the same path and, and not, not had all this shit uh, against exactly. me as far as finances. You know what I mean? I'm like, for what? Yeah. And then the, the, the most, the answer I get the most is, well, they can never take that away from me. I'm like, well, I wish I could sell it back for even half of the fucking money. I wish I could give it back, you know, but whatever. Yeah, I was,
1: I like to say, I look at the next, I look at the next presidential candidate as a, uh, which one of these dudes is going to knock off some of the student loan debt? People are like, oh, well, you got into debt yourself. Get yourself out of debt. And I was like, man, I really didn't know what I was signing up for.
0: Yeah. It's predatory <laughs> lending like a motherfucker, bro. Oh, you're short? Here, fill out this piece of paper. You can get a couple racks. Yep. I'll, um, I'll, which I know
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, you made you made the mistake of doing that. They're like, yeah, I mean, when Obama was in office, which they're fucking with right now, is, uh, if the school uh, was misleading, that they can cancel all your debt. So I'm in the middle of a lawsuit right now against uh, Betsy DeVos because she hasn't responded.
0: Oh, uh, time.
1: Tight. So I, I I went to school. I went I went to school and I learned nothing more than I already knew. Yeah. So they said, yeah. were they misleading? I'm like, fuck yeah, they are misleading.
0: they gave me a mac
1: they gave me a they they gave me a macbook and
0: some cool like like shit but they the education was horse shit really yeah yeah man that's that's the only in college the shit that i did like was the production classes like the uh the video editing and shit like that script writing and just format because that's stuff that i am into and wanted to do and didn't know how to do so like that's those skills i still use today but it's like going into them i still had like a beginner's understanding of how shit worked you know like in those lab classes i always got to work the mixer board if we were doing some sort of uh read into the mic off the teleprompter drill or whatever it's like i always got to to do that because i had experience so it was cool learning that stuff but man not worth the debt i went into you know what i mean i'm I'm sure i could have taken a workshop and learned all that same shit in a week's time but they stretch it out yeah, yeah. four or five years milk it <laughs> you know like, hey man do. we
1: gotta i've been talking to you uh, about
0: doing our own
1: podcast thing and i want to get you on it at least yeah. one time
0: yeah i'm with it man we had Especially some we had some ideas
1: a... i, I don't know if you wanted to discuss uh i mean i don't know what kind of fights we're gonna get uh, I, I nowadays, know, but I just get you get you by to to discuss the fights and hopefully I don't know hopefully be and Ferguson happens.
0: Yeah, I'm with that. Especially if you do the fight one, bro. I think that would be fun to just talk shit into a mic and broadcast it while we watch the fights and drinking and smoke. It'd be a good Oh one. yeah.
1: So I, I I won't go too in depth, but uh, when we have our when we have our shit set up, I mean I gave you gave you kind of a layout of what we're doing, but um you think that Ferguson khabib fight's gonna happen
0: i I hope so. I think they'll force it to even if it's just in a fucking garage or warehouse somewhere. I don't give like,
1: a fuck if it happens in a goddamn garage. I pay to watch that shit
0: yeah, it's worth that's worth fifty bucks but for it, sure.
1: but it's Khabib in Russia right now, and you know, you know all that kind of shit,
0: yeah, yeah, like maybe he can't leave you know
1: so, like Khabib said know. Khabib said he'll Kabib said he'll fight fucking Ferguson in an alley right now. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, like that. Uh,
0: I want Ferguson to win, but that's gonna be a good scrap for sure.
1: I, I do too, and I'm I'm curious. I'm curious if I don't know how much MMA you talk on your podcast, but I'm curious if because Ferguson always fucking busts motherfuckers up. Yeah. Can he cut? Yeah. Can he cut Khabib up from the bottom?
0: I think he can, bro. Like when he throws those elbows, it's wicked, and he's got a good jujitsu like, too. So it's like most guys suck off of their back, and he's. He's probably better off his back than he is on his feet, you know.
1: Yeah, every person I've seen him fight, they're fucking busted up. Yep, yep. They 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 just need to make a wicked a wicked quarantine card. Like, uh, I mean, fuck the attendance fools are still gonna pad your pockets, Dana. And Dana, Dana knows that. Dana knows that his pay per view numbers is finna go way the fuck up if he puts together a solid card because. I mean, there's times where I'll see an ESPN card and I'm like, man, that's as harder than the pay-per-view.
0: Yeah, Yeah. for real. Like that's a man, dude. Definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm in with that. Especially if there's fights to watch, I'm, I'm down to show up and talk on a podcast. No so I love this shit.
1: We were hoping to get our first one for that Fury uh, Wilder Fury card, but it didn't happen. So we're still pushing yeah. to get it, get it going. I mean, it is just technical shit and. And, and we're even talking to like people, like like Rogan records uh, visual very well. But uh, do a lot of people watch the podcast or
0: do they just listen? Yeah, they probably just. I I, I want to know how many people are watching live because that's probably the best way. Because why would you want to watch it unless you were syncing up the fight after the fact with the audio? You know, right? Because if, if you weren't well, actually like, watching the fight, I don't think it would be that entertaining to. To listen to, you know. Yeah. But, uh, would definitely need to make it happen. Yeah, I'm with it, dude. Shit, we're, we're past an hour now, too, on one. Um, I think Mitchell and Jess and those guys got to start shaking here in a bit. Um, is there anything else that that you want to talk about or promote before we go? You want to drop your social media and shit like that? Uh, shit, man. I don't know if people still use Twitter, but, uh, Twitter, uh dot com
1: backslash on one twenty and then uh facebook is gonna be uh facebook.com slash uh, on one might be on one music
0: okay and it, that's yep. the soundcloud one too right that's the soundcloud no, that, on uh, music no that's the,
1: the the facebook is backslash on one music soundcloud is each so, though and then um look up on one on spotify really i mean i that that's the All best right. way to uh listen to the music but i don't I, I mean some people got iTunes you can find it on there you you can find it if you search
0: no doubt and the title of the album ladies and gentlemen is good afternoon america it's got some dope features featuring yours truly, kdm kane on one of those songs so yeah boy check it out. some some dope dope production dope bars in northwest it's a solid solid album man i'm glad you came on my show to talk about it appreciate it man We'll fucking uh, do it again. Yeah, no doubt, man. And then I'm out here, bro. So as soon as a bar opens up, I'm, I'm down to go grab a fucking beer and talk some shit.
1: We, we, we'll link up before that. Forget a bar.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. Hit me up, man. I'm out here, bro. All right, bro. Good to talk to you. Yeah, you too. So with that, All ladies right. and gentlemen, I'm going to do my outro dance. This was the 50th episode of Concerned Dabs podcast. I was your host, Katie M. Kane. Our guest tonight was On One. His new album, Good Afternoon America, is now streaming on all digital platforms. Uh, Follow him on social media, Twitter, On One 2020. Um, On One Music on Facebook. I'm sure he's got all the links to anywhere you want to listen or buy on his social media website, so hit him up. I also got to give a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a main node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.